Is that Glock? Well, I'm tripping major nutsack right now. Oh, send it! Welcome to the world of winning. Hello and welcome back to an edition of the Switchback Formula 1 podcast. My name is Graham, and joining me as always, I'd love to put his face in the Las Vegas sphere. It's, uh, it's Luke Holmes. I, I would enjoy that very much, Graham, actually, because I, I'm in love with that sphere. I know. Oh, not too bad, thanks. I'm thinking the one that I think would be perfect for your uh, for this fear. No one else is going to see this, obviously, but it's just for your own sake. The uh, your current WhatsApp picture, I think, would be brilliant in that. Sphere. Yeah, it would. It would like <laughs> it would be if I ever take someone and that pops up. <laughs> that would be funny. I loved it. I, I know we'll talk about Vegas, obviously, in detail, but I I just I did enjoy the gimmickiness and the, the silliness of the Las Vegas sphere. I thought it was pretty good. It's worth its $2 billion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just say that, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was good fun. Was there anything in particular that was your, mo- your either was a, a meme or uh, that someone edited? Or what was your, do you have a favorite uh, sphere moment from the weekend that you can think of off the top of your head? It was the uh, emoji face that kind of like raising the eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one. Yeah, I was hoping it would happen if Freud did a deba- debatable strategy decision, but obviously uh, we didn't get that. Well, you Freud could actually that. Okay. I don't know. You can make. I, a- I, I, I thought Freud did alright today. You can make a case for it. Uh, I did enjoy. I think there was a SpongeBob and Patrick one that went. I think I, I think it yes. was a Ferrari actually as it was driving past. Uh, yes, I saw that one. I did enjoy that one as well. It was good fun. I'll say that much. Uh, yeah, we're going to, so we're going to tackle the Las Vegas Grand Prix and then we'll kind of hit on some news after that. And then we'll preview the final race of the season, a back-to-back, a very odd back-to-back, I might add. Um, yeah, it's, it's great for the environment, this one. Really, really great. Really, well, really pleased. No, no, well, not just that, but like it's like drivers spend, they're already jet-lagged and tired and shit. And That's what I mean. It's, it's not great, is it? You're going to Abu Dhabi, so it's, it's a bit of a weird one, but... Anyways, uh, so we'll do with that. Now, obviously, this is, this is a very, uh, shall we say, much hyped uh, weekend, you could say. You could say it's the most hyped F1 Grand Prix we've had since WW21, really. In terms of like an event. Yeah, I mean, I know they tried to hype up the Miami Grand Prix quite a bit. and such, Yeah, but, no one cares about Miami. But obviously, look, it was Vegas, and... In a sense, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like, like it's like, yeah, I like, I know we're going to Vegas, guys. Like, it's just there was a, there was a lot, there was a lot of stuff, like a lot of things thrown in your face, like Vegas, 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 and it was like, all right, I, it kind of got a little oversaturated before the weekend actually began, and then the weekend began, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it was. It was literally it couldn't get any worse than it did within the first eight minutes of the session, of the checkered flag going out. Not the check of the the lights going out at the end of the pit lane and boom, disaster. Yeah, we'll start with this. We'll try and cover these briefly, uh, starting in that. But obviously, uh, we've seen in the past, obviously, uh, manhole covers and the such. I think this in this case, I think it was a water valve. Yes. That uh, came loose under Carlos Sainz's car and, yeah, session red flagged within eight minutes and was not restarted. Uh, we'll talk about the science thing, I think, later when it comes to qualifying, but... Obviously, just a 
that's that's not on like it's you know i know there's a like there's a lot of logistical pressure and, and all that and like it was a like there was a massive undertaking to get everything ready uh for the event itself but that's that's got to be one of the fundamental things you get to any street circuit you've got to have your your covers and the such secured and there's 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 no excuse for that happening and it's a shame that how it happened and how it ended the session so early but like it was just that's just not acceptable you you can't just turn up like that and immediately that go wrong no not straight away every other street circuit we've had the sort of incident like baku when mm. uh george went over it and his williams and it basically destroyed his car they ended up having to weld them all down i don't see why the fi weren't checking to see if they were welded down especially in this area of cars where the ground effect cars are going to suck mm. suck anything up aren't they if it's um you know underneath them so I would have thought checks would have been made, but apparently not. Well, ended up having to cancel the session, which was fantastic. Yeah, there is that. I thought when you talk about checks, I thought you were talking about money because uh, I don't know if they're in dialogue. I think for RER privately, we uh, had fun about that. But there was that, and then we had a, I believe, it was a two and a half hour delay to FP two. Yes, which was yes. extended by half an hour <laughs> to make up for the lack of running in FP one. Which is fair enough, but still not the full running time that the teams were expecting, but what more can you do? Bearing in mm. mind the running was taking place at nearly 2 o'clock in the morning. Right, that's when it started. Uh, I think the worst thing was that any fans that were there were asked or removed from... They were all removed. Yeah, that's... There was none of them allowed that... because it wasn't fair on the staff at the event, apparently. <sighs> yeah... It's just poor all around. I like from a human standpoint, the people working there. Like I, you know, I I know it's tough and you're asking a lot, but at the same time, it's people paid a lot of money, extortionate money in some cases for this weekend, and to simply say now nah, you can't stay is yeah is left a very poor taste. I think for everyone all around, from drivers, obviously from the fans that were in attendance. No one was very happy about it. Uh, F1 and, and the Vegas Grand Prix tried to put out a statement too, but I, it didn't Enough it didn't for some really... compensation in a $200 gift voucher for the F1 store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing, but I've, I wouldn't be... No, well, when you spent like two and a half grand on tickets, it's fucking pocket change, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, yeah. I mean, if if you have the means to buy a, a, a ticket for the weekend and the such in Vegas and hotels and such, you know, chances are you'll likely have 200 quid to... Uh, spare for some merchandise if you really want but anyway uh, and now there's now lawsuit action that's going against f1 in vegas so we'll, we'll see what happens with that but people were very unhappy and i don't blame them for being so yeah it was very poorly handled it was more i think it was more the fact that wound everybody up was the fact that they kept delaying it and delaying it and then was told to leave anyway yeah even when the cars the, the people were literally leaving as the cars were just leaving the pit lane so it was great i'd, I'd have been so pissed off if that was me so so pissed off yeah and between that and the fp1 stuff just left a very poor taste in everyone's mouth uh and this is already this this came off of the back of comments where verstappen trashed this event uh and i mean trashed jesus christ like, man has not held back all weekend no like one percent racing 99 percent show uh, he had a very interesting comment where uh he said that basically race F1 races shouldn't be used for getting shit face in Ibiza, essentially, is what was what he said, like that, you know, to come for parties and the such, uh, that it's yeah. to race. Uh, he compared this, mm. compared it to Monaco being the Champions League of the uh, street circuits and this being the National League. 
which is quite funny. Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> the fact a he even point. knows about the National League is impressive to me. But <laughs> mm. here's what Verstappen says. I read this from motorsport.com. Um, he said, I understand the, that fans they maybe need something to do as well around the track, but I think it's more it's more importantly sorry it's more important that you actually make them understand that what we do as a sport. Most of them just come to any to have a party, drink, see a DJ play or a performance act. I could do that all over the world. I can go to Ibiza and get completely shit faced and have a good time. But that's what happens at races. People, they come and they they become a fan of what? They want to see maybe their favourite artists, have a few drinks with their mates and go out and have a crazy night. But they don't actually understand what we're doing and what we're putting on the line to perform. If the sport would put more focus on these kinds of things and also explain more what the team is doing throughout the season, what they are achieving, what they are working for, these kind of things. I find it way more important to look at that rather than all these random shows all over the place. For me, it's not what I'm very passionate about. I like passion and emotion with these kind of places. I love Vegas, but not to drive an F1 car. Yeah. He sort of changed his tune a little bit towards the end of the race, but that was, I think, a bit a bit circumstantial. But mm. he did seem a little bit more at peace with it, and it was sort of changed his mind a little bit, but he is right in what he's saying. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't like either the pre-event show where he described to you going up and looking like a clown. Uh, yeah, they which they which up. they did, I thought, to be honest. Just standing on a podium waving at the crowd. It was a bit weird. Well they didn't it was there for they were there for like ten seconds. Like that's that's the thing. Yeah, I know. It's not like they had to walk out like they did at Kota a few years ago to Michael Buffer introducing them, is it? <laughs> on a red carpet. Yeah. Well we had Miami introduction as well. Oh god. Yeah. But, but then again, what was he expecting? Yeah. They were always gonna do this kind of thing. The the show is the pre like opening ceremony thing was actually pretty decent i thought so as well actually i, I was a bit dubious about it when i first watched it but the more i watched it and, and like sat there, i'm like okay for half an hour you can't really be too mad at that it was actually no, some, good some good eyes yeah yeah so yeah fair play on that one well, we, had, smashed that. we had all the a-listers out like as you would expect from zlatan rihanna gordon shaquille o'neal gordon Ram- well gordon ramsey's a, a fa- like a you know fairly fairly yeah. frequent fan He's- he is, yeah. Kylie Minogue has been going to races for, well, I know, for over 20 years now. Yeah, yeah. So, like, but like all the, ASAP Rocky, of course, and other other people like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a busy one. And then we get to FP3, thankfully, other than Alex Albon, I would say. It went pretty smoothly for. And then qualifying. Qualifying was actually pretty fun. Uh, we had a very mixed up kind of field in the end because we lost both McLarens out of Q1. Yeah, uh, we lost Ocon in Q one as well, and then Perez and Hamilton got knocked out in Q two because they didn't use new tires, mm-hmm. and they got caught out with that. And then, uh, yeah, we knew we knew Science wasn't going to be a factor in qualifying because he he got dropped down uh, for his penalty, which we'll talk about in a sec. And then Charlie Leclerc ended up beating Verstappen to pole with a lap he said he wasn't too happy with. Yeah, he said his Q2 lap was better. He's, do you know what he said about his Q2 lap? No. He said it's like, it probably one of his best laps in F1. Oh, wow, okay. He said that to Sky Sports afterwards um, when he talking to, I think it was Karun Chandok. That's impressive. I, I, yeah, I thought that was very interesting because Leclerc has had a lot of really flipping good pole laps. Well, yeah, just a thing he can't do much with them. Well, yeah, that's a different story. But uh, so I thought I thought that was surprising when he said that his FP two uh, lap was uh, one of his best, better ones. But anyways, uh, let's quickly before we go into the actual race itself, let's just quickly talk about this Carlos Sainz thing. 
is it another <laughs> big talking point of the weekend. Science, of course, was the one that went over the, uh, the I just call it a manhole cover for all intents and purposes. Uh, went over the cover and destroyed the underneath of his car. Uh, what was the extent of the damage? The Battery being replaced, mm-hmm. new floor, of course. And I think the MGUH was also destroyed. It was nearly, nearly like a, a two million pound bill yeah, by the time it, they were finished. Yeah, and the big thing is that it forced Science to have to take a penalty for extra components that obviously he wouldn't have been expecting to, and Fry wouldn't expecting to have to change, and circumstances that were completely out of their control that should have been, you know, it shouldn't have happened. No, no, that's it's, it's completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, well, oh, where do you want to start with this? What happened with what happened after? Uh, I don't know actually. I don't know where you was planning on starting with it. Oh, I mean, there's a few different angles you could uh, you could approach it from. Well, obviously, the Ferrari obviously felt that it was completely unfair to have to take a penalty for something that was completely out of their control, and it seemed for based on public comments and reports. It seemed like most of so the stewards didn't want the stewards made a note that they didn't want to have to give science a penalty. They wanted an they wanted to be able to grant an ex- exemption, but yeah. they felt as with the as with the, a lot of their decisions, they ha- like if they decide they have to make sure it can stand up in a court of appeal if if it, if it went that far. And there was one team that made it pretty clear that it could have easily gone that far. Uh, so. But because of that, the, the, uh, because of that, obviously they didn't have all teams on board, and they couldn't use a uh, force majeure to prevent science from having to take the penalty, or not take the penalty. So, uh, so as much as the stewards wanted to make an exemption for science, they felt that they couldn't because it wouldn't be able to stand. Yeah, basically, and their hands were tied. Nothing they could do. Yeah, so this is what they said. The stewards know that if they had the authority to grant a derogation in what they consider in this case to be mitigating unusual and unfortunate circumstances, they would have done so. However, the regulations do not allow such action. So uh, after that, then, obviously, we had the press conference between Vassour and Wolf. Uh, Vassour was obviously very unhappy about it, as you would expect. And then Total Wolf used it as a a platform to defend the Las Vegas Grand Prix and said that this was nothing, that this wasn't a black guy on F1 um, and that people wouldn't be watching anyways in Europe. I don't know what he was getting at with that. I'd, but also, why, like, it's it's just complete nonsense because if this is if the shoe is on the other foot, you know damn well what the response would be. So it's... All he's succeeded in doing is piss everyone else off and... Yeah. Shot himself in the foot for when Mercedes is going like it's all about buying yourself favors in F1 some point down the road. The most recent example I can think of this is Red Bull and Alpine helping each other out with the um, uh, engine freeze, yeah, very much so. So, you know, we see teams do each other favors and we see sometimes these favors kind of come back. There's kind of this good faith kind of thing, yeah, yeah, of course. Whether you stand against or for a certain uh, topic with another team, you know, kind of what you what comes around goes around in F one, and people don't forget teams. They don't forget shit like this. No, this one will definitely not be forgotten for what he did. No, absolutely. Not. Everyone needed for Stappen and Red Bull saying that it shouldn't be a penalty, and 
all like you know i think everyone else was on board with this other than mercedes now we can't confirm that for sure but based on public comments from science from verstappen uh some of which i will try and find uh Science said upset isn't, is the right word. I'm in a bad mood because I just expected more from the sport in this case. Uh, then Verstappen said the rules have to change and curiously claiming, as the race wrote, uh, the team should not be allowed to have a say in these things because for sure they'll vote against that. Personally, I do think it's very harsh on Carlos, but in this political environment we're in, of course, every team thinks about themselves and they're going to say, no, take the penalty. Yeah. And this obviously would apply for Mercedes because they're in front of Ferrari and fighting for them for P2 and the constructors. Yeah. If this wasn't a fight, I don't think this would have been an issue. If, say, Ferrari were P4 and Mercedes were comfortably P2. Yeah. I don't think Mercedes would have been crying wolf. Pun intended. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, if it, it's... Yeah. It's just salty. It is just but salty. then again, are we surprised? No, we're not, because this is coming from the same person who, after the race, after Ferrari had their point-scoring finish, and we'll talk about it, and they're now four points, they're just four points behind Mercedes into the last race. The actual quote that Toto Wolff gave in relation to going to Abu Dhabi, uh, he said, I think we're going pretty much there on equal terms, equal, or sorry, equal on points, with a proper race director, so that should be fine. That's yeah. that's the level we're dealing with here. Someone who has refused to move on from the past. And by the way, I like how they, I still think it's great that they've uh, they've won one race since uh, Massey was uh, was gone. So I think, and he hasn't been in tennis for any of them for like. So he hasn't actually won a race, Wolf, since since that happens. So I think that's good camera. Yeah, it's quite funny. I just, but it's just pathetic. Like it's just absolutely pathetic to uh, to bring that up again for for that. So last year I'd have been like, right, fair enough. Still a bit raw. I get it. It's two years ago, man. It's two years later, and you fucked up your car design in the in the meantime twice. with that. Yeah, twice. Um, and it's no one's fault but your own. So, but just <clears throat> there's no need. Like, why? Like, what's the point in doing that? Well, why? Why are you bringing? Why are you dragging Michael Massey through the dust even more? What's What's the point? Who does it? Like, do, who's this benefit other than just you just Making showing you you're salty still? Um, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, but look, I mean, that seems act in their best interest, and Mercedes obviously felt, and look, rightly so, they felt it was in their, whether you agree with it or not, in the, from their own perspective, they rightly said, nah, take the penalty, because obviously it's in their best interest for a science to be down the field, yeah. and it definitely had a massive effect on his final result. Yeah, because it would have been a 1 2 for Ferrari. I think it would have been very close. Yeah, he's definitely would have yeah, been up there probably been, fine for a podium, at the very probably least. Probably yeah, been in front of them by the end of the race. So, I think, personally. Yeah, so it could have been a lot worse. Anyway, uh, I suspect this rule, like some others that have kind of it's kind of cropped up, they it may be changed and tightened a bit because that it's just completely unfair for science to have to go through that, and it completely ruined his weekend, of course, as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think an amendment will be made. So. You don't think so? No, I think I think. Oh, you think, think they will? will? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Uh, Let's go then. Is there anything else you want to add on the pre-race stuff? Because obviously there's a lot there to uh, unpack. No, I think we covered it all, to be fair. Mm, most of it we could. And we mentioned some of the qualifying aspects as we get to winners and losers go, yeah. of the Las Vegas Grand Prix. One that was won in pretty close margins in the end by Max Verstappen and Charlie Leclerc, who overtook Perez on the last lap uh, to round out the podium there. Have Espen Ocon, Lance Stroll, Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, Fernando Alonso, and Oscar Piastri rounding out the top 10. And you kind of look from that immediately. A very 
a very different top 10 to what we're used to. So, I, you know, we there was definitely a shake-up in, in affairs here. Oh, definitely. A lot of uh, major players sort of mm. were taken out right at the very start and set back a little bit. Some of them didn't even last more than 10 laps. And, yeah, some of the races were just very heavily compromised throughout, so... Mm. We'll try and touch as much uh, as much of them as we can, but obviously the Sarah Max. Verstappen. I'm not going to be touching anybody, Graham. Humor. Sarah Max Verstappen. Of course, it was race with number eighteen. You said a fascinating stat that I hadn't even considered uh, after the race. Yes, I did. Um, Max is now on a winning streak, or winning streak of six. So he's coming for his own. That's crazy. Again. That's man. That was quite. That happened in a hurry, didn't it? Yeah, so this current record puts him seventh <laughs> on the list. He wins one more, so next week at Abu Dhabi, he vaults up to joint third <laughs> wow. of all time. If he wins consecutive with uh, Ascari, Schumacher and Rosberg. Yeah. That's... Which is ridiculous. So he would have won 19 races in a season. Three times he didn't win. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Two of them finishing P2 and the other one finishing P5. <laughs> Honestly. It is it is bonkers to, to think about. And yeah, he had to very, he had very much work for this one because he wasn't on pole. And... Yeah. yeah, this one, I think it was the first weekend where Red Bull had a good competition. For the for the lead anyway. Yeah, the deg didn't seem as high, which is what kind of struck Ferrari Ash Monza as to why they couldn't really keep up there when yeah. they had this kind of similar uh kind of similar opportunity, uh, kind of similar circumstances because they had the low drag. Brought the uh they tested the spam Monza spec here. I think they ended up with the Monza one or some high Yeah, between It was two. something yeah, something very similar. But <clears throat> he had to work for this one different stuff because he didn't help himself because he got himself a five second penalty for uh, running Leclerc out of road into turn one. Do you know what? I actually, Ludicrous. I thought that was harsh because Leclerc seemed like he wasn't making the corner either. Versa- I, I think it was. It was. Max could have done more. Matt, Charles was ahead at the apex, which is I think why the stewards gave the penalty. But regardless, it didn't really affect them that much. He only lost one position, but the obvious thing would have been to tell Max to just give the place back. I think to be fair. Red Bull should have just been on that straight away, giving it back, and then, yeah, no five-second penalty. And I think Max would have been easily clear up from, easily. I, I argue that it actually, the five seconds mattered a lot more this time than it did otherwise, because Leclerc ended up going past Verstappen on track before the, he's actually stopped again. And the five-second penalty put him behind the likes of... Russell. Russell Sainz. Stroll. In that area, so like and his and his teammate and, his, and Perez, of course, yeah. So like he did, he was about three years. So a slow stop for Leclerc did not help. No, of of all times for to have a bad stop this season, this is the first time. So like this gap was still over three seconds. Like Leclerc did have margin here, so it it did actually matter quite a bit. Now Leclerc, I think, would have preferred if the place had been given back. He said it would have been given more an advantage that way. But I think in this case, yeah. I think actually the five second penalty was actually a very interest for them. Yeah, it, it benefited them in the, in this circumstance, I think. At least up to a point. Uh, and then the safety car came out for the incident between... Well, actually, another incident between Verstappen and Russell. Uh, Russell just didn't see him coming and just turned right into him, damaged his yeah. wing. Uh, they didn't change the wing. I thought that was wing. very bizarre. 
Yeah, do you... very, very bizarre. Russell didn't even. I, I was expecting like the the typical Russell, like radio message. What what the what the fuck is he doing? What an idiot type thing. Nothing. Mm. Just genuinely, I don't think even Max said. I just genuinely don't think he saw me coming. Yeah, Max was very matter of fact about it. He could see quite clearly, like, oh, he just hasn't seen me coming. Because um, for Zappa, he's to get angry about it too. I, I mean, I don't think it was unreasonable by any means. No, but like he, the small thing would have just been to wait for the straight because he would have had him anyway. Yeah, but, but if you have the yeah. run, I mean, you'd expect yeah, to yeah, see him. Yeah, I suppose. Him. Yeah, you would have thought he was there, but I think he just turned and he was just in his blind spot when Max went for it. And yeah, just an absolute massive debris. And obviously, most of the debris coming from Max's front wing. Mm. And that's why we had the safety car four in the end. And Verstappen then pitted under this, uh, got to fresh hearts, and then that kind of, yeah, because he since he pitted first, it gave that it gave him back that advantage against uh, against Leclerc. He was behind Leclerc and his teammate. Got to overtake both. Uh, Perez, I wouldn't say waved him by, but it wasn't much of a contest. And no. Leclerc, yeah, I mean, it was quite incredible that overtake because Verstappen went ahead, and then Leclerc went ahead again in the braking zone. He thought, "Whoa, how on earth has he managed to do that?" And then Verstappen ended up with the inside line and went from there. Yeah, it was it was dumb. <laughs> Perez had a, a lot of, uh, I think he had a higher wing sail than Max did as well, so it made it very easy. But uh, yeah, and then Verstappen, he, did, he definitely didn't pull away. Like I do think, had Leclerc not made that error and he was the car behind Verstappen, it would have been a bit of a tighter finish. Now it was, it was tight because Verstappen dropped about two and a half seconds on the last lap to try and give Perez a distant toe. So that's why the gap was only two seconds in the end. But it literally, it would not have been more than five or so. Yeah. So it was still very close margin that day. It's probably one of this. I know Brazil. He had to. He said he had to kind of push a bit to make happen. But was that the closest he's been run this year for a race victory? Yeah, that's the one he's had to work for the most. It's. Um, I don't think he's had to really work for many of the other ones, to be honest. He's had to come back through the field a bit, but he's normally had it done pretty early. It's been yeah, like the pace advantage has been vast. That like he's like, then, he didn't really doubt it. The only one that really springs to mind is Miami, where he had to work from it for a, from P thirteen or whatever. But mm. but even then, I think that wasn't as hard as this in terms of having a car literally possibly quicker than you if it was on same age tires. Yeah, I think the last phase of this race would have been really interesting had they had the strategy gone the way it originally was going to, because we saw at the end of the stint, surprisingly, it was the Ferrari that had more life in the tyres and more performance and we saw Leclerc go by and it would have been really interesting had it been reversed how that yeah. would have looked like I think we could have been looking at a very different race winner yeah I, I completely agree no mistake from Leclerc on the back straight as well would have also helped mm. fine margin like you're talking about the pit stop well the pit stop you can argue didn't really matter in the end because the safety car ended up coming out but... yeah it just nullified it anyway um, but yeah it was very tight but Verstappen had to work very hard for it he did he had to make the overtakes to make it work and he did so and yeah he had enough pace and win number 19 if, did you like the trophy that they had for this race I think it was beautiful I did not see the trophy actually you didn't see the so, trophy oh no I was in the shower so did not see it well I mean yeah the uh, I'd say how long your shower lasted was probably the equivalent to the limo ride afterwards with, with, no that, that was Bellagio. an absolute farce you didn't like why, the why? No, why make them drive to the Bellagio, man, and then make them all drive all the way back again? <laughs> what was the point in that? If you're gonna do it, get him in a bloody helicopter or something. You know what I mean? Oh, a helicopter would have been good. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Just if you're gonna go out, do it properly. <laughs> anyway, so but yeah, first up and then yeah, eighteen race wins in the season. It's a chance to go for nineteen, of course. So yeah, I mean, not much else to say on on that. I I did enjoy. I, d- I did really enjoy his uh, qualifying uh, kerfuffle with Ocon uh, because... Uh, yes. Now, I'll, I'll, yeah, there, I think I know where you're going, but we'll just preface it with this. So there's a bit of a traffic heading down towards uh, in qualifying. There was about, about four or so cars. Ocon decided he wanted to jump the queue, uh, which Verstappen did not enjoy, and basically decided, right, I am going to overtake and dive bomb Ocon into turn one and ruin my lap and his and while I thought that was hilarious and Ocon absolutely deserved it for a shithousery um, Verstappen probably should have got a penalty for that I'm surprised he didn't especially when he actually ended up admitting to a Dutch broadcaster that uh, it was deliberate retaliation it should have been a penalty absolutely anybody else who does that is a penalty but at the same time, Ocon sort of was asking for it. He knew what would have happened, surely. It's Max. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, he felt Ocon compromised him at the final corner and so response decided to ruin Ocon's lap. Funny. So, hilarious. And I've, I'm all for because I'm not the biggest fan of Esteban Ocon, but he should have absolutely got a penalty for that. So <laughs> I don't know how that slipped through the cracks. I don't know how it wasn't reported. No, well, I'm saying that. If Alan Permain was on the... On the uh, Oh, yeah. On the pit wall, that 100%. would have been 100% a penalty. The other thing is it ruined Joe's lap as well. <laughs> and that's how he ended up getting knocked down Q1. So, yeah, that's funny. Anyway, uh, I just thought that was hilarious. So, well done for Snap and Will of the Weekend just for that alone, just for giving Ocon a dose of his own home shithousery. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about some Ferrari and some good Ferrari stuff. Chai Leclerc. For a change. Mm. Well, I mean, we've not... It's not been that negative of a season for a Ferrari, to be fair. It's just this hasn't been as quick. No, it's, it's, it had an, a, a semi-okay start, a very meh middle, and then it sort of bounced back a little bit now. Mm, yeah. So post post Monza, really, it sort of picked up again. Japan, yeah, I think Monza and I think Jap- yeah, Monza, yeah. Japan, Singapore. Singapore onwards, yeah. Yeah, that middle European part near the end of the European season did not go it too not well, go well, like Zandvoort was, and Belgium. Yeah, because they didn't have the understanding of the car. So, whereas Zambor opened up a few things. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But so, anyway. Mm, talk to me about Charlie Leclerc. Pole. Just looked like the quickest man all weekend, I would. I said to myself. Mm. What? Some of the gaps in qualifying were like five, six tenths. It was ridiculous to even his own teammate. Just, I, I don't know what he did. Like you said, he um, said it was one of his best ever qualifying laps in Q2. Which I found absolutely baffling because Charles has had some very good qualifying laps. Yeah. As, as he technically has missed the Saturday, but he doesn't know fuck all on a Sunday except that Max win from when he stalls <laughs> on pole. Um, I had a solid race, I thought, to be fair. It just. Absolutely. Once again, the save the car look came to buy him in the arse. <sighs> yeah. He had that win in the bag, I think, if that second safety car doesn't come out. I think he had the pace to keep him covered. I think he would have had at the end of the stint, yeah. I, I, I think it would have been it would have swung that way based on what we saw. It definitely seemed like their medium pace was a little bit better than maybe their hard pace, but I still think given the, the difference in tire life, I think it would have been it would have been uh, up for that. And the reason why they didn't pit under the safety car I was confused why they didn't pit under the safety car. Well, I guess for a few uh, 
the tires are only five laps old, so not that much on Seth's hearts, I guess. But yeah, they want to see what the others were doing. It's it's one of the situations where if they pit, then it's likely no, that they stay of. out. <laughs> yeah, I think they did it right. If it was any more, if it was like ten lap old tires, they have to come in. They have to. No chance they're staying out. You would have seen yeah. some of the cars who did that during the race. They sunk. And I mean sunk. Oh, yeah. So the tyres completely died. Because this track was basically like driving on an ice rink. It was really, really slippy. Really bad. And obviously the low temperatures, like we mentioned in last week's podcast, were pretty low. Not as low as what we was expecting, but no. they were still pretty low. And the so the, uh, the softs were not very usable, so that didn't help. Oh, what, really? I was su- surprised, right? Fuck me. It took them two laps to get them warmed up in qualifying. Mm-hmm. And then once they'd done that, that was it. <laughs> no good after that. So that doesn't surprise me. Well done, Pirelli. It was funny that when Piastri had to make his uh, pit stop late on to fulfill the tyre uh, compound criteria, he went to set mediums with six laps left. I mean, what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, really just say the point they should have put him earlier by the way i i look you understand why they left him out obviously for a yeah. safety car but yeah i'm with you like either they pit him early or they pit him at the very end yeah but to be fair they may not have got the points that they did no, no. so i think they played no. it right in the end all things considered but anyway leclerc yeah i thought he was excellent as uh, his, his overtaking was fantastic his obviously last lap overtake on perez Oh, he pulled out. He pulled out late in that thing. I was surprised he didn't snatch a break and kick them both mm. out. He had the potential to do so. Oh, got Ocon on the podium. Oh god. Oh my goodness! Could you imagine? That would have been uh, an Ocon stroll po- podium. Yeah, it would have. I oh would, my would, goodness! Would, that would have been most oh. undeserved. Well, I was saying that. I thought those. those yeah, we'll get to them too. Um, but yeah. Leclerc, I think he absolutely executed that race to the best of what he could have. The only thing that went wrong was the mistake on the back straight to let Paris slip through. And at the end of the day, he didn't fly swallow the tyres. He just went a bit deep and locked up a little bit. It's not the end of the world. Still got P2. Could have been the win, but things didn't go quite his way. Yeah. As they never do anymore no. <laughs> this year <laughs> for some reason. But it's another P2, so... And they're closed in on Mercedes, so you can't really be too pissed off. Yeah, look, it's... Yeah, the safety car obviously was the thing that went against them. The mistake didn't help, but by that when... Verst- it was already gone at that point. Yeah, when Verstappen was through, like, it would have been interesting late on to see, but I, I don't think he was really in that, that time. Maybe he could have, but... No, I, not I'm, on five lap older tyres. I'm no sceptical. Yeah, but I think the safety car is what kind of did them in. The mistake was kind of, yeah, that was unfortunate. We did get that PT just- back and just excellent overtaking, I thought. Yeah, yeah, just masterful. Yeah, I think he was at one with that track for some reason. I don't know why, but... Seemed to like it. Yeah, he really enjoyed it, uh, and I don't blame him. He had he was had a going around there. So yeah, Charlie Leclerc and Ferrari, of course, are worth a mention. Four points now behind Abu uh, behind uh, Mercedes. Behind Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> behind Abu Dhabi. Home Mercedes, race for yeah. Ferrari, Abu Dhabi, Ferrari World. You know. No, we're not Lewis Hamilton. Bro. <laughs> uh, do you don't think you'll you'll see Leclerc with the Abu Dhabi flag on the on the podium? Do you think? No, not right round running round. He'd probably do a lap of the track with the Abu Dhabi on his back, Abu Dhabi flag on his back, <laughs> uh, if he won the race. Dear. Four points is the gap. Uh, very doable. I'm fascinated to see how this ends up. All momentum's with Ferrari recently. Oh, it'd be funny. It'd be so funny, and I'll fucking gladly laugh in their faces when we take it. Gladly I, laugh. I really hope. I'm Ferrari have had a surprising amount of uh, failures at Abu Dhabi in, in recent years. Like, yeah, in, in of course. The past Kimmy. as well. Kimmy's had a few... 
So I, yeah, I'm worried for them from that point of view. But I was oh. saying that Mercedes had it last year with Lewis. So very true, yeah. very true. That was one of their very few uh, reliability failures, if yeah, not their much. only Car- one. I think it was the only one. There was there was the only team that didn't have a reliability issue all year. Yeah, and, that, and then they got to the last race, like literally last five laps. Yeah. So that's, that's how tight the margin was. But yeah, the similar thing, similar thing this year, and. They could be in a similar spot. So yeah, Ferrari, excellent weekend for them. I'm fast. That's gonna be, I think we've got something to play for here for P2. Somehow, I don't know how we've got to this point, but... Mm, yeah, I don't either, but oh, I'm going to take it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. Uh, and look, I thought, sticking on science very quickly, I thought his race was fine. And he dropped it in turn one due to the, what he said with the uh, the oil from the leak that uh, from one of the parade cars earlier in the, uh, in the, in the day. Yeah. So that's why he spun. He's at the back. And he had a good good recovery pace. I thought a good race. It was such a shame that the penalty put him where he was because it could, we could have had a Monaco 22 repeat where it was Leclerc, Perez, Verstappen, uh, Sainz, four-way battle for the lead possibly and the win. It was such. It is such a shame how it worked out. It, it really did. It really pissed me off. But what can you do when you've got salty other, other salty teams around? So. <laughs> Yeah, so that was unfortunate. But I thought science drove very well, uh, despite that. Uh, who else do you have as a winner of the... Oh, God, you know what I mean? Come on, there, there isn't many this weekend, This weekend, Graham, to be honest. I have four. Okay. So, the only other one... Well, I, I've put him in as a winner, but I'm also not very happy with him at the same time. Should we actually do Perez first before we do who you're, I think you're going to do? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Perez has got to, got to be in there, considering... Where he qualified and where he ended up finishing, you got to be happy with that. And obviously, ended up securing P two in the championship mm. for the first time ever for Red Bull to get a one two. Yeah, clean clean sweep for them on the on the season uh, in that in that regard. But even like at the start of the race, of course, he hit into the into Bottas and he had to come in to change his wing. He was at the back, and then obviously he was the probably arguably the biggest. But his pace was actually very good. He was moving through the field very nicely. Uh, but yeah, obviously, he, he got away from the pack, hadn't he? Of mm. the of Sainz and Alonso, he managed to drop them and stroll. Yeah, we've had to overtake both of those, of course. Yeah, uh, but ended up uh, obviously benefiting quite nicely from the safety car. It was actually perfect for him. Got a pit, and then came out right behind the clerk, and then was in the lead for a little bit. Was Perez? So again, that was nice. Like all the top three were in the lead at some point of the race. Like that was that was great, and legi- like he legitimately had a chance to win that race. Uh, he, oh. did, he did I, I thought, honestly thought when before the second safety car came out I was like right okay this is literally going to be Perez versus Max uh, versus Charles and I think Perez might have a chance depending on how quickly he can get them tyres to warm up mm-hmm. if he does do the two, if he goes for the two stop it was, I was sort of in two months like oh is he going to play out for the one because he of course is good on his tyres but I was like they're, they're going to play this safe he's got the margin to sort of come back at Charles later in the race if they want to so and obviously it worked out in a very different way, but mm. yeah, I thought like I know he would have been disappointed to again lose a a position for uh, on the last lap, but again we've it's been this, this steady progression. I think ever since Qatar onwards, it has been a steady evolution of return to form for Perez, and I think this was by far the best he's looked probably since even their eyes. Since uh, I just said Abu Dhabi, uh, not Abu Dhabi. Baku, sorry. Yeah, I think so. I, I wasn't even going to count uh, Monza in that, really. I was going to say, back, yeah, Baku as well. So, but yeah, fair. Like, again, it's not it's not happened overnight. It has been a, a gradual 
progression uh you know, we've mentioned that each race he's done better and better is has been that progression that's just followed that so yeah whatever issues he was facing mid-season he's definitely seemed to have gotten top of it if he could qualify that would be great but you know it's been a nice um uh, obviously there was so much discussion in the year obviously uh, in the year with uh, his seat and all that but he, it's been he's kind of put some of that to bed with some of these performances recently so yeah he's been he's been very good yeah, he really has. Yeah, I'll give him his due. He has sort of fixed his fixed his ways a little bit, put the taking the pressure off of himself. Mm-hmm. So great note to end the season on. Like, hopefully, he can do it again in Abu Dhabi, something similar to end on a on a right note. But it's yeah. These if last... he doesn't, then God just expect the <laughs> continuous winter um, potential the allegations of him being dropped and all this. And, yeah, yeah, great. Can't wait for that. It'd be a shame because he's if he's undo like the five races of good work now. He's well, other than Mexico, of course, uh, that he has been doing. Yeah, basically. So, but yeah, I I don't fault him too much for the last lap stuff. I mean, he could have defended the inside, but maybe. he would have basically compromised himself all the way down for the run to the start finish line. And that Ferrari was very good in a straight line, so mm-hmm. I think he did the right thing in not defending it. Yeah, I don't like. He wasn't too. Mo- like, he was. I think he was this point to lose second, obviously, but like it wasn't one of those where, like, oh, he's done me dirty. Like it was a, it was a really good move, and I think that's yeah, simple it's, it's not like it's it. for the win. Yeah, he's been he's been done twice uh, in these last two races by excellent last lap moves. It's he's just been on the other side of it. It's, just, it's unfortunate, but I don't think it's anything too serious to look into. Yeah, he, even Max was trying to help him out, which yeah. I was quite surprised at. I thought Max might give him DRS to try and keep him in it, but. I think Max would have screwed himself if he did. Oh, you can't. Yeah, like he would have been without DRS himself, like with two cars on the last lap. But yeah, I think two seconds was the, what they mentioned to try and keep it for a distance because you any closer than that, and yeah, you do run, you do run a risk. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, that oh, would have yeah. been very fun. Could you imagine? Could have backfired. Charles getting a double turn. Charles getting a double turn, taking both of them on the last lap. That would have gone down in history. Oh, wow. I would have said it was rigged. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> if that had happened, Max gives up a four-second lead. Definitely been had some uh, money put in his pocket. Definitely. Uh dear. So yeah, well done to Perez. Perez for an uh, excellent, uh, excellent Sunday or Saturday night drive, I should say. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, geez. Let's get to these, shall we? <laughs> Begrudgingly. Yeah. But they drove well. Yeah, Esteban Ocon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, <clears throat> P4. Great result, nonetheless. Um, considering he got knocked out in Q1 or whatever it was great drive in a car that has been basically been battered around saying oh we've had no power all weekend we're not going to do too well here and ends up being the I would have said the fourth quickest car quite easily close. maybe it's, it's, it's right it on so par with the Aston. yeah like it was everyone was like the thing it was so weird because the Mercedes was very quick on race day but like Alonso was directly following everything science was doing that whole race as well. Like he was right there with them for ninety yeah. percent of that race, and <clears throat> we know how quick that Ferrari was. So like I've really no idea how to look at it because everyone looked very very close in terms of in terms of pace. So I really don't know where Alpine stack into it, but they were very competitive. Yeah, yeah, that's. It. I was quite surprised because Gasly was really doing quite well. I thought in the first stint, then sort of dropped off during the second stint and screwed by the second safety car but mm. it did it just did not go to plan for him but Ocon I thought it did pretty well but my only gripe with him was ignoring the team orders I was not a fan of that and yeah. it's typical Ocon to do that <laughs> now he's probably right to do it 
in terms of he secured the team P4, but at the end of the day, you just ignore what they told you to do. So, yeah. Mm. I will say, like, his race star was very good. Of course, he obviously, there were some people like himself, Stroll, Sonoda, who kind of picked off a lot of places, I'd say, just for being in the right place uh, with all the cars that happened in front between Alonso and Sainz and Bottas, etc., who was in the top 10 as well, of course. Obviously, he would cycle through the Hasses pretty quickly. So, like, he was making great places in that first stint as well. So, yeah, the, the thing with Gasly then, okay, so I was on his onboard when this was going on because I thought, ooh, those Alphines are close together. Uh, let's see what happens here. So I went on board Ocon. Before he was fighting for position, yeah, he was told to hold position. He then overtook uh, in a battle with Gasly. Gasly, I thought, was where Gasly backed. I think it was a turn four. I actually can't remember what turn it was, but the number, but I thought it was very, like, Gasly was definitely took the high road he was the bigger person when it came to this and backed out he could have easily stuck his car down the inside there um and if it was Ocon he made he might have hmm. but I thought Gasly was very very sensible and reasonable then pulled out and then Ocon afterwards then after the position was taken he was like repeat on the radio as if he hadn't heard it now he knew what he was doing piss off here's the thing they he was asked about this on F1 TV afterwards and got quite defensive about it Jack Dewan tried to go defend for him as well because he, he mentioned that there was radio issues down one of the parts of the track uh, where radio was, was rough here's a, here's a thing like maybe maybe that was the case but here's the thing if that was like if that was Alex Albon or Valtteri Bottas or Guan Yu Zhou or you know someone like that I'd give them the benefit of the doubt because they are genuinely team players. I could I could believe that they genuinely didn't hear the the message. Yeah. Ocon, I absolutely do not believe that at all. I do not give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I could absolutely believe he heard the message, overtook, and then say repeat. Like yeah, he, he's absolutely capable of doing that. Some other drivers are, of course, as well. But I just, I just don't believe it for a second. Now, as you say, I think it was ultimately the right thing to do because Gasly ends up sinking like a stone. So I think it was the right thing in retrospect. But still, I don't believe it for a second. Um, he, I believe, I definitely believe he heard it, and I definitely believe he tried to play it off of it because, like, it's, you can't prove it. Like, how can you prove? Like, it's what he heard. Like, you're, it's his interpretation of what he heard. If he said he can't hear it, how are you going to disprove that? No, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you can't. Uh, so maybe he's been watching. Maybe he's watching Breaking Point Two and uh, the story from that. Oh, Although Devin Butler actually had a hearing issues, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't, yeah. So I, I just thought that was funny. But yeah, P four. Like again, it was more than probably what he deserved. But good recovery, obviously in the first stint and obviously from qualifying, and uh, that result in combination with Gasly falling out of the points means that for these two four points separate them now after we said it was done last week well f1's funny sometimes isn't it <clears throat> um yeah. gasly still has four points to his uh to his credit in that battle uh i will say to be fair like we said last i said last week to be fair that 14 or what was it 16 points probably wasn't reflective of where those two are this season Four points, I think, is. Four points, I think, in Gas's favour is. So I think that's fair. So we'll see how it ends in Abu Dhabi. I suspect Ocon may come out swinging because he'll want to beat Gasly pretty badly. 
Yeah, and uh, I think there might be might be tears, but yeah, and you know what's going to happen if he doesn't beat him in the standings. Oh, it's going to be so sorry, it's, so sorry. Like, oh, I didn't have, I had the most DNFs, etc. This year, uh, all, like you know, what seasons are going to come out. Yeah, some of them will be valid. I get, I get that. Sure, but, but uh, yeah. you know, will, that's all you will hear. But this is the person who believed he beat, he beat Alonso on merit last season and stuck and, and doubled down on that. So, which he absolutely didn't. Of course, he didn't. So. Anyway, but yeah, good points for them. Obviously, it doesn't, doesn't do much for Alpine in this signs, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, good pace for them. Uh, Lance Stroll, obviously, interesting one for him. They started it on softs. It worked out, I would say, to a degree. Uh, wow, circumstantial, but yes. Yeah. Part, of, part of it being if his teammate going bowling and signs going bowling. But. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that did help. But he did make up a lot of positions. Pish then under the safe to kind of get rid of those softs. Correct, cool. Yeah. I, yeah, it was, I, th- I thought, to be fair. Uh, then, yeah, I mean, good race pace, like good race pace. And then I think he was benefited by the safety car coming out again because he would have been out of sync, of course, uh, going going long on the hards compared to most people on mediums. But, yeah, but good pace. He won, Again, a few more laps, he would have definitely fallen into the clutches. Do you know what the gap was between... Between Ocon in fourth and Piastri in tenth, there was like, eleven seconds. Oh jeez. Yeah. But then there was like from Ocon to Perez there was like twelve, right? Uh sixteen, even more than that. Yeah, I was gonna say it was growing quite big at the end. Then then with those three in front were in the league of their own. Oh yeah. In terms of pace. So yeah, but like a good drive from Stroll. He's basically now guaranteed that he'll finish ahead of the Alpines, which that was looking in pretty dire straits but he's now 11 points ahead of uh, Gasly for 10th so there's at least that he's had look he's had two good results here in Brazil and uh, Vegas so it's been a decent end to the season for Stroll given he's been shite for 80% of it yeah so but hey it's all about how you end right it's it's narrative man it's all about the narrative yeah Um, it really is so we ignore (laughs) the shit in between and look at the stuff to end the storylines to end and the storyline is that Stroll, for now, is ending the season on a very good note. And look, look again, good drive in Brazil, and a good drive here. So, can't fall him for that. Yeah, you can't fall him for that. Yeah. So, I don't have a... Oh, actually, actually, it does put McLaren, it does put uh, Aston in a very interesting place. All of a sudden, with these, how these last few races have gone, they're only 11 points behind McLaren for fourth. Not yeah. impossible. but I, Not impossible, but we've got high-speed corners coming up. Yeah. So, and that is McLaren's forte. Yeah. So I expect McLaren back to be back to full force. Yeah, I would I would suspect that to be the case as well. And they were quite unlucky with how things broke out for them, but we'll talk about that in a, in a bit as well. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, yeah, I, you are right in, in many ways. I, I would give one to Piastri. Yeah, I had him on the high point of meh. Same with Alonso. Yeah, Alonso's recovery was decent. I don't know what his... I, like, Science obviously was blamed the oil that was there in... In a turn one, I don't know what if Alonso ended up using the same excuse. He could if he wanted, but just got yeah. a little hot, didn't he? And just a bit of a bounce, and yeah, lost the back end. And uh, poor old Bottas. Well, like, to be fair, like you could put Bottas on this list of high up as well. Like, what could he have done? Like, but yeah, that's it. Bottas was literally the same passenger and then was absolutely screwed. Yeah, and race was basically done. Clunked in the side, clunked from behind, damaged the fuser. I'm surprised he didn't even retire the car. I think because he, 
had to change parts. Probably was the reason they didn't. Yeah. But uh, he stuck it out, to be fair. But yeah, he, he, I think he was in seventh when he started. So who, he was. who knows where he could have finished. But just to take, take it out immediately like that, through no fault of his own, was a, was a tough one. But Piastri, just going back to him, uh, again, race pace was excellent, I thought. Very, very good. Uh, obviously, he got, kind of got screwed by the tying of the safety car because he was one of the few that was on Harris' stash. And it would have been too too long to go on mediums, as we saw with a couple of drivers try, uh, and they just kind of died on those. Uh, so they had to hope that another safety car came out, uh, and none did, so he had to pit, and did end up getting a fastest lap point and 10th place, so two points for that. But his pace is very good. He deserved, deserved a lot more from that race. It was a shame he, it, it didn't happen for him, but definitely had yeah. the pace. Oh, 100%. Would have been a comfortable P4, wouldn't it? I would have said so, yeah. Quite easily. Some very ballsy overtakes. Oh, yeah. His one on... Was it Ocon or, or Gasly? Was very... Around the outside of what, like 10-4? Ooh, very ballsy stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, some excellent overtakes. He raced very well. It's the best he's looked, I think, since Qatar. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Some of it is unfortunate from luck with clashes, but... Sure. Yeah, Brazil wasn't well, the best. Well, heck, yeah. I mean, sorry, sorry, it wasn't the safety car that screwed him. It was the collision with Hamilton. Yeah, it was, yeah. That's what it, it was. was. Yeah, very, very weird collision, that. Did you... No, we haven't seen one like that since Ferrari in Brazil a few years ago. It was just wheel to wheel, yeah. It was, they both ended up coming off for us, for us. Did you yeah, think and... that Hamilton got away with one? Because Piastri was on the, one on the outside there. It was ahead. He was ahead, but at the end of the day, just one of them things, I think. I think they both just sort of misjudged it. Both could have done a little bit more. And yeah, it just happens to end up paying the price anyway, so. Yeah, it was a racing incident uh, in, in <clears> the end. But yeah, but I thought you drove very well. Uh, yeah, kind of middle of the road once. I'd throw Hamilton in there. I think he could have, he said he was convinced he could have had a podium. It would have been very interesting. Again, both Mercedes, it felt like they were could and should have got a lot more out of out of this race with how, how things went Hamilton for his incident and uh, Russell for his he lost fourth place in the end ended up turning to eighth they had yeah. very good race pace it was just yeah it ended up both out of sync for different reasons yeah unfortunate but very funny <laughs> for me anyway yeah <laughs> so so yeah a good bounce back for them given their Brazil struggles which they say they understand uh and then, yeah, I thought Alonso I kind have of... Gasly down there as meh. Yeah. Because I don't think Gasly did anything wrong himself. He just got screwed by being left out. Yeah, his tyres, the degrad- he said that he was very happy with the degradation afterwards. And I thought I heard something about a battery issue, but I don't know if that was... Yeah, I, I heard mumblings of that as well. Mm. So Which doesn't surprise me. It was a, sh- a great, great qualifying as well, by the way. Great qualifying, and he was running very well in the race as well, looking very comfortable. And yeah, the quickest car at some points. He looked very strong. Just yeah, just when it, with how the field isn't normally that bunched up for those positions. So when he fell, he literally sank. Yeah, and ended up out of the points altogether, which was unfortunate. He deserves a lot more from that race. Mm. So that that was unfortunate. And like I said, he qualified very well too. Other ones who I thought did well um, in their circumstances. Yeah, you look at the two Williams cars. Yeah, it's a similar story to Gasly. Really. Yeah. Very Both much good so. Qualifiers. Logan was basically with Albon. Yeah, they were only fifty six, and they were looking very solid and very strong. And again, just got left out at the last safety car, and boom, just dropped. 
Drop like a stone. Yeah, they were they were kite or they it was it was unfortunate. Uh, Sargent was struggling with tires at the end of his stint and he kind of fell away from Albon a little bit. Uh, and then, like I said, like they were kind of caught between a rock and a hard place with strategy. And in the end, they all lost out. Albon stern defense against Russell for a while, uh, but then once he well, again once same with Gasly once he started losing positions, he just dropped. Um, and Sargent was only seven seconds away from Albon again, twelfth to sixteenth, and heck even seventeenth. Sorry, no sixteenth. Uh, was only seven seconds. So, like, uh, Sargent, I thought this race was good. I think they did the best. Look, they'd be disappointed. Like, they qualified so well. They were running so well to begin the race as well. And, yeah. So, to not come away at points of this one, I think, was a tough one for them to take. But, yeah, things just went against them, didn't they? Yeah, it really did. So, but I thought they, I thought they drove well. And Sargent, like, the big thing for him was the, I think the, the, what the Williams will circle back to is the qualifying aspect. That was the best that he's qualified in F1 by, like, you'd have to go back to Jeddah and if his lap had not been deleted there, that would have been up there, but yeah, this probably even eclipses that. It really does. So, yeah, and that's what they're looking for. Like, if he can do that, then I think he puts himself a much better stead for Grand, for actual Sunday races. So, Unfortunate, but I, I think they did the best of what they could, what they had. Similar to the likes of uh, Magnus and Hulkenberg, I thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they, I don't know where they end up after this weekend and all that, because they obviously they Hulkenberg reverted to the pre-Austin spec, and I I don't know what they concluded from it because Magnussen obviously qualified ahead in the end, but in the race they seemed close enough. Yeah, I I would have said Magnussen was better, personally. Madison seemed to be in front most of the time. Yeah, and like obviously you could attribute that to the to the spec, obviously. But like, would you've which driver would you have done that with? Would you have said like, right, well, we know Magnussen has been slower than Huckerberg all year. If Magnussen's ahead, then we could take that on good authority that that's where the that's okay. We are going in the right direction on the old spec versus the new spec. Or would you've gone the other way and say, let's just put our best driver on the new spec. And then compare the gap to what normally is, and see how much bigger it is compared to the the the, uh, the other spec. I'd have done my best driver. Got more out of it that way. Mm, well, debatably, it actually wouldn't even matter in the end with us with uh, Hulkenberg having no. to retire later on with uh, I think an engine no. issue. He just lost gearbox and engine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, again, just similar again with with Haas and. They tell their driver how far they were off the points. In the end, it was about what 13, 15 seconds. So yeah. again, nothing they could do for that. Um, Lou, I think that's all my. I don't have anything else for I got, Joe. Kind of again compromised by qualifying. I didn't. Yeah, just degrad. Again, you talked about degradation afterwards, just being being tough, which you can you can understand given how that similar that car is to some of its uh, cars around us. But yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, we of the weekends actually for the special car liveries, the six of them that we got over the uh, over the weekend. Hated them all, except the Ferrari. Really? Yeah. Uh, didn't like the Alfa Romeo. wasn't Didn't do anything for me. Alfa Tari didn't see much of it. I yeah. It, didn't look, it looked good initially, but on track it looked shite. The Red Bull one, not really too good to be honest. Um, the Alpine one was. It basically looked the same at the first glance. You had to really look for it. Mm. The Kappa collaboration. Uh, the Williams one was pretty much pointless. Because it was just basically a, a Vegas sticker on the back. And then who was the other one? Six. 
Was it not six? Rory Red Bull. Williams. Uh, Williams. Does Alfred McLaren Sarri. count? They went to their... Chad Daniels one. Yeah, I didn't really notice. It just looked similar to their blackout one from the flyaways. Yeah. I did like the wire right on the Ferrari, I won't lie. It did look very nice. Mm. So yeah, I think Ferrari was definitely the best one, hands down. I did really like the AlphaTauri one. We just, they were the most anonymous team this weekend, so we just saw nothing of them. Well, you might as well get them out of the way with losers because they were literally pointless this week. Yeah, oh, I'll get to that in just a sec. The uh, Williams one, I think, was the worst one, definitely. Just yeah, it's what was the point of that? Really. Like I said, the LP one, I think, looked good, but it was basically the same as what it was. But it, 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 yeah, it did look nice. Yeah, more detailed. I thought the Alpha Main was actually better on track than it, it was in the pictures. Yeah. So I'll give it that, at least. And look, at least it's different from what they do normally. So I did like that. The Red Bull one I thought was okay, uh, but I thought it was the best of their US ones. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We had some very confusing helmets where Perez wore a white helmet and the red yeah. overall. Oh, yeah, that was weird. That was very weird, especially up on the podium. Uh, Verstappen's helmet, excellent. Uh, Sainz's helmet got confusing with the clerks. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Ricciardo had the best helmet of the weekend. I loved it. Silver and blue. But, it remind, but it's not the first of its kind. Go look at, I think it was Patrick Friesack or Robert Dornboss for 2005. Very, very similar, but very, very nice. With that yeah. blue flame and chrome. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, other special helmets out there. Strolls, I thought, was, was decent enough, to be fair. I thought that neon worked. Yeah. Yeah, the Ocon with the Deadpool. Yeah, collab. Yeah, he's he's had he's had he's had some good special ones. I still think his Spider-Man one from last year was whoa, very very nice. Uh, other ones, other people. Uh, Piastri had the Chrome helmet. Oh, Norris had the snakes. I liked that one. Ah, uh, I didn't like it. Did like it? No. Uh, who else had? Did uh, did Howell have a special helmet? He surely he would have. I don't, I don't think he did. I don't remember it actually. Wow, that's a weird one. Uh, some had variations like Alonso and uh, the such, but yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that, that's some good, some good cosmetics all around. I thought so. Yeah, very well done. Uh, Losers of the weekend. Uh, should we start with Lando Norris? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not great, is it? Tough one. Tough one. Car bottomed out. Car a big accident. Uh, they act. I'm actually kudos to f1 for not playing his radio because it sounded pretty bad and pretty awkward have you have you had a chance to listen to the uh some of the radio stuff uh, that they released no i haven't it's it's a, it's not the nicest listen it does he says he's okay but he, he could he's in quite a bit of discomfort you could see he was shaking in one of the clips afterwards if you can see it like i, I promise you you see it but you also hear it it's not nice so i think they it was the right thing to not play that they, they message. just play they played the transcript yeah. not the actual yeah so i thought they did they, I thought it was a, a, a sensible move on that end of things so yeah fair play for that but yeah guy's okay he went to the hospital for some precautionary checks he, they say he'd be good to go but tough one uh, again we'll be interested to see how he would have ended up in this race who's he fighting with oh he's a he was a piastri and hamilton and such so yeah he's got a good start yeah it would be very interesting to see where he could have ended up in the mix of this as well. So we kind of lost McLaren for two different reasons for that, uh, where, you know, who knows where they could have been. So, yeah, tough one. Uh, tough one for Norris and McLaren, but they still have a little point, 11-point lead over over Aston. And like you mentioned, Abu Dhabi should be very good for them. I think they've got a good chance to really challenge for a win here. 
I think they do, yeah. So, they really do. But we'll get to that. But yeah, tough one for them. But not too much else to add. No, no. I don't think anyways. Other losers of the weekend. Uh, Bottas, we kind of mentioned already. It really is just the Alpha Tarries. I don't know what the issue was. They just struggled all weekend. Nothing seemed to work for them. They were so anonymous in qualifying, in the race. Nothing. Absolutely nothing for them. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, their saving grace in all of this is that Williams didn't score, Alpha Romeo didn't score, and Haas didn't score. So they, I still think they do have a chance uh, based on some of their former actual circuits. Uh, they're seven points behind. I think they would have... Look, their race was rough, but I think they would have taken this scenario where Williams didn't score anything, especially when they were running fifth and sixth earlier on. So I think, all things considered, I think they'll be okay with how things shook down. Disappointed, of course. Their races were so anonymous and Snowden had to retire late on as well. It was so bad. Just nowhere at all. Nothing. Not the Vegas weekend Danny Ricardo was expecting, but... No. <laughs> and there was no stellar performances from each of them, so... Either of them, sorry. Yeah, nothing. Like, again, you saw nothing of that Alpha Tari. At least Bottas you would have seen at least for the stash. Uh, and obviously Joe was pretty quiet after that as well, but nothing of the uh, of the Alpha Tari's. Absolutely nothing. So, anyway... Uh, is there anything else to add on that? I think that's. That's it. I, I think, think that's most of everyone's races for as best we can. Bottas, really. That was the only one I'd really say. Yeah, again, just nothing you could do. Like, do, like a fair yeah, bit of sticking it out. Yeah, that was literally it. Everyone else has done. Like, poor chap finished 35 seconds behind Sergeant. But they were just, just save the engine. Just save the engine. Yeah. That's the point. Because it's probably going to go bang in Abu Dhabi anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting it. We do see a fair few failures at Abu Dhabi, to be fair. Yeah, just, I think teams just run it full pace. Yeah, use it up. and if it goes, whatever. Depending on oh, who, yeah, who you're fighting. Know. It's not going to cost them anything to fix it, is it? Because it's only going to go and sit back at the factory. Yeah, into the skip. Uh, so that's it then. Uh, race rating out of 10, I think, is the last thing to uh, swat upon. Yes. Um, now, I've there was there is a... So There's I, a conversation to be had, but is. I think we do it when we go to the post-season awards. Okay. So obviously, I, 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 I do agree we need to have a talk. Yeah, a talk of where this was the best race of the season. Um, obviously, Abu Dhabi's going to knock us knock our socks off. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but as a race rating for this, what did we give Singapore? I think we gave Singapore nines. Did we give it nine? Yeah, it was in that region. Obviously, I was very high because it's Ferrari, but mm. I, I'm definitely on like an eight point eight scale here at Vegas. It impressed me a lot more than I expected it to. The actual race, yeah, the actual race was a success. Else. Very much so. I do think so, the success of this race was somewhat circumstantial because you had cars uh, like you the likes of Sainz, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, uh, Norris. Well, we lost him early on. A lot of cars out of position, but we did get constant scrapping and fighting throughout for the most part. Like, very few dry stints in this race. Very, very few. All three of the podium players had a legit chance to win that race, and they were in the lead for a bit of it as well. There was some doubt as to whether Verstappen was going to get it done. We had a safety car. We had collisions. We had yeah, drama. I, I, I genuinely would think what makes the races, that what have been the best races this season good, is the fact that we've had a fight for the lead. Yeah. 
it's not just been Max running away and then we've had the everything else to sort of make it a good race. It's because every, there's been a challenge at the front. Yeah, look, here, here are the components for what makes a, a really good race. You have a dramatic start, whether either someone makes an overtake or there's an accident or something, some first lap drama that occurs. Then you have the settling down period where you've got battles going on, cars kind of overtaking each other and kind of cycling through in some cases. you've got So you have that in the midfield. You've got then strategy elements that come into play. Maybe maybe some some catches on tires or some elements. You again, you got the midfield again, kind of squabbling away. At some point in the midpoint, you have a flash point for the lead of the race that happens, yeah. or some sort of jeopardy, or some sort of shifting dynamic that kind of brings it into play or sets it up for later on. And then later on in the race, you have a boiling point where you've got a late scrap for the win or some sort of rising tension where another car is catching another and while that car is catching on better tires or a different compound you've still got strategies converging or people on t- like again the field closes up and you're scrapping for points and, and, this, and this kind of thing you've got action happening throughout whether it's strategy or otherwise you've got late drama whether that's an accident or uh, again late path for the lead or for a podium etc and, th- and this is what I think these are what this is what makes a uh, uh, an interesting or what well, makes a good great race yeah mostly much. so this race had most of that the only thing it missed of course was the jet like the for the actual race win but that was more circumstantial as to why we didn't quite get that yeah so i think i'm gonna give this one a nine even still yeah, it's very close to it because the, the singapore thing we had to wait for a little bit didn't we before when the mercedes were catching up we had a little bit of a lull yeah, to catch up but I thought this one was basically packed throughout excellent overtaking last lap drama with Perez and the clerk some ballsy overtakes up and down the field uh, yeah there were some easy DRS overtakes but I didn't think I've seen easier DRS overtakes at this uh, other tracks yeah yeah so have I so yeah I thought for the race itself a 9 coming back next year there are things I'll need to do better of course but I think and of course and they but will. things will get polished so. yeah definitely so yeah, uh, and you're you're sticking with sticking with eight point eight. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to stick with that. If we clear one ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, do yeah. So I think this week we're just gonna. There are some news items I would like to just mention very briefly, but I think we'll kind Can of. Can I jump in? Oh, definitely. Uh, Macau Grand Prix winner Graham. Yeah, I was going to talk about the Macau Grand Prix. I actually didn't get to see a ton of it. I got to see some highlights. I've not seen anything. I just know who wins. Yeah, okay. So Luke Browning obviously won both uh, qualifying race and the main race. Yeah. Uh, Both both races were... I don't know if you... Have you been spoiled on it or do you care? It is on the FIA's YouTube. The full race is in full. so, So you can check those out. They were obviously marred by red flags on both sides. Poor old Paul Aaron's car ended up in two and on yeah, fire he's okay uh, everyone got out okay so oh man oh man Alex Dunn oh P2 in the qualifying race Ireland's own Alex Dunn very quiet year this year I haven't heard much of him after he set the set the junior categories alight in uh, F4 I think last year I, didn't, I haven't heard much from Alex Dunn this year he's been in the title fight of which category GB4 ah <sighs> It's like a step down for Italian F4, isn't it, though, if we're being honest? It is, it is. But I don't think it's quite where it wanted to be, but I think it's putting him on a better path for next year. Maybe, maybe. Hopefully. I expect oh, to see him in F3. If he's not in F3, it's an absolute shambles. 
Um, yeah, or at least Franco. Someone's got to pick him up. Academy has got to pick him up. But sadly, he tried to go around the out. He was so he started second uh, behind Browning. Tried to tried to go around the outside into, into the first breaking zone. Misjudged it. End up in the wall. Ugh, that was tough. But uh, anyways, our, our boy Dennis Hauger finished second in the main race. Yups, love that. Love that. And I think Mini finished third. Uh, for Prima, so Gabriel Midi, yeah. Midi, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I didn't get to see much of it. I'm gonna be honest. I hope to catch up with it some of us in the uh, in the week. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, good for good for Luke Browning. I thought I thought his F3 Deserved. season didn't really reflect some of his pace at times that he had. He kind of fell away a little bit in its in spots as well. But uh, didn't really was was really challenged uh, too much. I thought in the in the main race from what I could see. So. But good for him. Williams Jr., of course. I suspect he'll be in... I don't know where he'll end up in F2 next year. Or if he will be in F2. I don't think he'll be in F2. I think he stays in F3. The fact they move Collip into up and Sacco's to love and I think they keep Browning in F3. Probably, yeah. Give him a title run at that. Did you know that um, Crawford's no longer part of the Red Bull program? Yes, I did see that. Mm. Which we, we, I think we alluded to, but it was never official at the time. When we discussed the junior drivers a few weeks ago. Yeah. But, well, we yeah. mentioned Crawford by name as one that could maybe watch, but yeah, he's, he's no longer part of the team. Which is surprising. But it is surprising. Fully, obviously, with the four partnership, like I mentioned, it sort of yeah. thought they would have kept him on, but and his age as well, which is bizarre yeah, to he's me. He's only 18. But, and it's, he's going to have a second season in F2 in, 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 like, next year, so... Well, you would think so, but I think well, no, he's well. He's box. no, he's confirmed it. He said he will be back in F two next season. Just we don't know. Oh, okay. with, we don't know with who yet, but he will be back in F two. He's he's it won't be said that. So, um, do you do you know Rocky is now the driver academy chief for Red Bull? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I only found out a few weeks ago, but yeah, I did mean to tell you. Hmm. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. At least so, that was yes, one of the yeah. things I wanted to mention was uh, Crawford. Yeah, baffling, but. Mm. Uh, I'm going to save the Cadillac stuff until after Abu Dhabi. There's a chance we may have more, uh, may have more news on that front of things as well. I think we will. So then. I'm going to save it for then, but for save that for then, and yeah, some Raya review stuff we're going to save for Abu Dhabi as well, as well as Aston Martin selling uh, part of their of one billion stake to Aramco. Going to save that for then uh, as well. Yeah. A quick mention, since we're speaking of junior stuff, uh, Williams assigned Leah Block for their designated F1 Academy seat, uh, a sponsor, sponsored seat in for 2024, uh, obviously daughter of the late, the late Ken, Ken Block. So, and now Leah's been doing some rallying stuff in the States. She's 17. This will be her first open uh, wheel gig. So... Been tucked in at the deep end a little bit, but... It'd be fun to watch, at least. Yeah, like again, like I don't. It came definitely out of left field. Yeah, because you know, we. I think we did expect. I well, I, I, I certainly expected some drivers just team teams would be like, right, well, who's good in this grid currently? Oh, cool, right, grand. So we'll just take them. Uh, so I didn't expect teams to go out of the pool, so to speak. That's already in F1 Academy. So fair play for Williams for. Obviously, putting their, their due diligence in and their time in to scout outside the F1 Academy program because it would have been easy to say, right, who's performing well here? Then we'll go with that. Basically. <laughs> so, so does that, that leave them? We've got Bianca Bustamante for McLaren. Uh, we've got Abby Pulling for Alpine. Uh, Aston Martin. Who have they got? I don't know if Aston Martin got anyone in yet. Uh, Leah Block now for 
for Williams. Um, is that it? Have we just got? Have we just got three? Yeah, but I don't. I've not seen anybody else. I'm interested to see what route Ferrari go. Yeah, will they take? Will they take uh, Marta Garcia? Will they take? Yeah, will, I mean, again, a bunch of different ways you can go. Oh, sorry, Sauber have got uh, Lena Bueller, of course. Um, yes, of course. That, that one came to mind. So yeah, I'd be interested to see who goes where. So yeah, so, so that's but that came out of left field. So yeah, interested to see. And look, Chloe Chung was basically 15 when she started testing for F1 Academy. She's 16 now, I believe. And her end of the season, I thought, was pretty good. So it is you are being chucked in deep and absolutely because you've got the likes of your you know someone like Marta Garcia. And she won't be there next year, of course. Marta Garcia heading to Freca, but like you know, beginning of the season, you've got the likes of Marta Garcia, you've got Abby Pullen, you've got Nerea Marti. People who've been around the block for quite a few years and are quite a bit older, like Chloe Chong and Marta Garcia, they're six or so years in the difference, and like several seasons of driving ink difference. Like it, the it is you're you're very much so in the deep end if you're a younger driver because the with how it is, you're and like how the pool is moment, there is a quite a large age disparity, discrepancy rather, or disparity rather between some of these drivers, and the experience level is massively different as well. So it's only natural you get some sort of a pecking order when it comes to like when it comes to this thing. So it could be a struggle for block out the out the block. <laughs> Lol, funny, um, but yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. So fingers crossed it goes well. Yeah. Of course. Um, right. Uh, other than that, then, shall we preview the season finale at Abu Dhabi? I don't want to. <laughs> not excited for this prospect? Mm, more more not excited because it's the end of the season. If you know what I mean. Sort of like, mm, I've got to wait six, I've got to wait three or four months now. <laughs> Are you not <laughs> fatigued? Are you not ready for this to be over 23, 23 Graham, races? I'm, I'm never tired of racing, so no. 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 And there's going to be nothing to watch. Well, I mean, great. January until, Formula E is until back. Until Formula, Formula E starts back up. Yeah, okay. Good one. Like, I'm, I'm, I say, you know, I'll be like, oh, Formula E report. Let's review the, the fucking Listen, man, Jakarta Grand Prix. Yeah, can't the, fucking wait the, for that. The doldrums of the off-season are, as you, as you know. But to be fair, like, yeah. once it actually starts, like, once we get to February, F1 stuff picks up pretty quickly. Yeah, we've only got... A month or so. So it's really, actually not that it? bad. Say December and January, really, and a little bit. I mean, of first few weeks of what? February. Already have two of the podcasts well without yeah, straight away. Definitely. So, so. No, in fact, three of them easily. Yeah, the time does. Like the time actually really does fly uh, over this period. Yeah, but just, you've got six weeks of fillers, so look forward to that. Yay! I will have some stuff yeah. planned. Probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, obviously, seasons end here, of course. Uh, Red Bull looking to see if they can take a 21st victory. I do think they'll have, have a challenge this this weekend with Red with uh, McLaren. I think of the tracks that do, like especially with the the changes that have been, excuse me, made the last few years. Obviously, since 21, definitely suit that that uh, McLaren a lot more than the, the previous configuration. So I think they are absolutely going to be one to watch here. Oh, definitely, definitely. This um, the high speed stuff is McLaren strong too, and you saw this weekend in Las Vegas that. The slower stuff just do not suit them at all. So, yeah, fully expecting them to bounce back in this uh, layout of Abu Dhabi anyway. Mm. So, fascinating to watch. They'll be giving it their all. Uh, so, fully expecting Norris and uh, company to be up to the front here. So, that's going to be fun. We have, of course, the McLaren, sorry, the Mercedes and Ferrari battle. And the form is definitely with Ferrari. And you have to say, given 
some of the straight line speed stuff and higher speed stuff, maybe this suits Ferrari a bit more? I would hope so. Because like, like you say, they, they, they worked out well here and there's a mixture of straights and corners. And Abu Dhabi's obviously got the two long bow straights. So I, I hope it kind of works out in, in that sense. Obviously, I want them to finish second as constructors to uh, sort of top off a good end to the season and give good ideas for next year. But whether they actually do or not is another, another question. It's Ferrari. Right. We're, we haven't had a disaster race for a while. So it wouldn't surprise me if both cars are out by fucking turn two. Yeah, always in play. But I think if the, the, the look. I think everyone's driving well for both teams, and you know, I, it's really anyone's game. I, I'm. F- mm, I don't know about everyone's driving well for every team. There, there's, there's. You don't think Russell's been driving well? No, not really. Not the Russell that I expect. I just don't think. I just think he's he's ready for a break. Personally, well, I think he's. I think both of the, the Mercedes hmm. drivers are done with that trash ass car. It's not even that trash. <laughs> you're leading it's not, it's not world championship winning ground. You're leading into the narrative. The, you're you're eating up I the don't total lead into narrative. Any, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, looking down the grid, actually, who would you like? Looking like who would you think is like? Yeah, this, I need a break. Like, uh, remember when we got to the end of last year, uh, or even actually 21? It was like Ricardo was like, yeah, like I need a break. Like, who? Looking down the grid, who do you think is glad to see the back end of uh, of this season? Haas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has not been there yet. They've not been. They've not been thriving this year. Let's be real. A couple heroic Nico Hulkenberg drives have sort of pulled them where they are. So I'm not really not scored points since Australia or whatever. Or did they score points recently? I don't know. Uh, no, I think the sprint is uh, the sprint's been their last points, and I think they haven't scored points on a Sunday since Australia. Australia, yeah. I think, is what the story is with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're ready to be done. I think Alfa Romeo are ready to be done and get to a new car. Alpine, I think, are ready to well, be Alfa done. Well, Alfa Romeo will be done full stop. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we, we believe anyway, don't we? Yeah. Well, it could be, definitely. It's not officially confirmed, but there was talk with the Haas move, but we don't know whether that's going to play out. Yeah. I expect we'll get a bunch of these a bunch of these announcements the following week. Um, Either that afterwards. or it'll be early February we get that kind of thing. I think you'll see the announcement. Like you'll see the Cyber announcement, Alpha Romeo, if they're going to Haas, whatever Alpha Tari's new team name for next year is going to be. Toro Bosso, please. Toro Bosso, yeah, I think that it's coming. Uh, of course, we. I'd rate him if they did that, though. That's the thing. Oh, I'd love it. I'd be like, I'd be like fair enough. Yeah, lean into it. Lean into your history and for the branding. Done. Good marketing, I think. Definitely, it's it's catchy. It's catchy, yeah. I hundred percent agree. Uh, we do, of course, have a, a lot of drivers stepping in for FP1 with the uh, eight, I believe, designated uh, young driver or young driver practice sessions. We know we've got both Red Bulls are sitting out FP1. Hajar and Jay Dennis. Dennis and Hajar will be in for that. We know Djokovic is in for Aston Martin. We know Dewan's going to be in. Schwartzman's in for Ferrari. Schwartzman's in. Uh, who do we... is Berman in? Again? Oh, Berman's in for Haas. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and obviously you've got Zach for Williams. Oh yes, that's right. Oh Sullivan for Williams. That's right. Uh, Alfa Romeo will be Porcher. Oh Pato for McLaren. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Porcher's doing it. Is Porcher not doing it? Have they not? They need to fulfil. It's two. Oh yeah, no, they have. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. For the teams who have rookies to start the season, it's just one. Yeah, which is Alfa Tari. Williams. Williams. 
and that's mm. it. McLaren. McLaren, yes, of course. Well, and obviously McLaren have loved it till the last race with Pato. So mm. I think that's it, though, isn't it? So it's yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun uh, to watch. It is be a very interesting FP1 session to say the least. I, I do like that mix up FP ones. They're, they're a nice vibe. I do too. And like, like nice to see different people. Like red, yeah. I, I like. I still like this rule ultimately. Like I think it's a. It's been, I know it's a pain in the ass for teams to to do, but no. But it's, it's what it should be, and I, I'm glad like Formula E have copied it as well mm-hmm. to an extent and brought that across. I think IndyCar should do something similar. Yeah, well, they have a lot more testing, I think, than F1. They they do. They does. do. They have in season tests. So, mm. uh, which well, of those drivers are you most excited to see out of all those that we mentioned? Is it weird that I'm going to say Jake Dennis? I had the same thought for like just per, just yeah in the Red just Bull. Just to see how it do. Yeah, just I'm, see how it do in relation. The ones I think actually matter are Hajar, Hajar Porcher, Hajar Porcher, obviously Behrman. Behrman. Don't, I mean, don't give two yeah, shits no, about. Don't don't care. And, and maybe see where Zach lies actually, because it I'd might be end up being Zach, Zach versus Logan next year for 2025. Maybe you got to throw Carl Pinto in that mix as oh, well. Oh, Carl Pinto, yeah, of course. Both splitting uh, post-season testing duties. Because as well. I think I think whoever does best will be in the frame for the seat, unless someone from an external position comes available. I.e. Guan Yu Joe. I have an interesting staff for you. Or rather, question for you because I was thinking about this. I'm fully expecting uh, immediately after the Abu Dhabi race, or even before it, that Sargent's going to be confirmed to be staying on. Which means, yeah, yeah, I agree. Which means we're going to have, unless I'm missing something, uh, missing something completely and brain farting or something, we're going to have the exact same grid next year, right? Everyone's staying put. Yeah. Which means we yeah, have no, the... we'll have no rookies on the grid next year, and that's the first time that's happened since when? I want to trace this back, like we had so, Sergeant and uh, Oscar and Devries this year. We had a bunch this year. Joe and twenty two, yeah, twenty one. Mick, Sonoda, Mazepin, yeah. Twenty twenty, Latifi 20... was the only one. Twenty nineteen was the. Lando, Mm -hmm. George, Alex. Yeah. 2018, Gasly? Not Gasly. 2017. But Leclerc. Yeah, Gasly's 2017. Yeah, and even if you didn't want to count Gasly mid-season, then you got uh, Stoffel van Dorn. Yeah. 2016, Jolien Palmer. I was going to say Palmer. And uh, Verline, I believe, and Ocon. Yeah, year before Ericsson. 2015, yeah, I'm sure, like, Will Stevens and such. 2014. Yeah. Harry Anto and all them lot. Was Harry Anto 2014? I don't even know, but I want to say it was around then. And you got, like... Yeah, it must be a long time. That's a very strange this, this is a, it's, it's a very strange one. Uh, oh, 2014 was Magnuson. Yeah. 2013. I don't, I don't Bo- think Val- Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. 2012, I mean, just Charles well, Peake. Astral. Of course. Oh, Stroll for 2017, of course, yeah. Yeah. 2011 would have been uh, Checo Perez. Again, there's like this... I there's always how, been at least one somewhere. It's, so, like, this is going to... Unless something, uh, something changes and Williams decides to go somewhere else or someone else goes out of left field and retires or whatever, like, it is... I don't know... Again, I haven't looked this up, so I don't know how far back the stack goes, but it's a very long time since we've not had a rookie in the field. So, if... Uh, so as long as Sargent's kept on, yeah. Um, 
Oh, sorry, we were previewing the uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Just got lost there. We so, got yeah, lost in testing tool. But Mer- okay. Yeah, Mercedes and uh, Ferrari would be interesting to watch. Obviously, that Aston or the Haas, uh, or not the Haas, sorry, the Alpha Tauri and Williams scrap. I think Alpha Tauri could be in a good shout here. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I think this would suit them a bit more than what Las Vegas has, but yeah. I don't know. Unless, it's, it's, unless it was the altitude that gave him such a great pace at Mexico and Brazil. You'd think it might have been, actually. You'd look at the track configuration and maybe it, this looks similar to Mexico in some parts for Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So maybe, but again, we'll see if maybe the altitude played a part, so that's going to be fun. We'll see if Haas and Alfa Romeo can resolve their battle. I believe they're still tied. Or no, Alfa, Alfa Romeo are a few points ahead. Let me just double check. I think they are. Are they four points ahead? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, they are. They're four points ahead. So they should be okay, providing Haas don't do anything extraordinary and i don't expect them to no me either. we have a couple of uh, driver battles to, to, to decide as well um, oh there is a very 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 tasty fight yeah for people yeah well i mean it's a stretch for the clerk but you have 12 points separating science alonso norris and the clerk mm. and norris is only five points behind alonso and science who are level on 200 200 apiece very nice i i will say i know he won the race in singapore but if carlos Sainz like i'm going to call shithouses p4 in the season that's incredible yeah yeah he's, he's been good true. like he he was not good to start a season and was average for a bit but since kind yeah. of part of the european season onwards he has been good and obviously he was very good in the likes of japan and or sorry singapore and monza but if he, I think it would be a robbery if he got fourth. Um, but yeah, that's up for grabs. Uh, Russell is kind of basically done in eighth. Perez obviously done in second. Uh, Ocon and Gasly, of course, to be decided there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you're looking at fine margins. Like if Ricardo scores a few points, he'll jump Hulkenberg. Uh, if Bottas scores a few points he might I jump Sonoda but that's really done from there so yeah a couple of stragglers here and there but the big ones yeah that battle for fourth the Alpines and yeah that's it for the drivers really and then you've got the teams as we mentioned so yeah lots again last season like last weekend but lots and lots to fight for so that's we've got lots of exciting things to look forward to I think yeah yeah definitely so with that in mind what are you thinking for a prediction for this uh, season finale of F1 for a winner or a prediction of who's going to finish higher and uh, in fact no I'm going to do it a different way I'm going to do a prediction based on who I think is going to finish P4 okay and I'm going to do a prediction who finishes in front of the Alpine drivers, yeah actually. okay Hit me. and then we'll do a race prediction mm-hmm. so I'm going to have Lando Norris finishing P4 I think so as well for the sole fact and you're going to I think you're going to have the same opinion of me mm-hmm. that he's going to win the race Eesh, I, I, well, I'm I predicted doing Lando Norris to win in Vegas, so, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to predict him to win the race because I'm going to predict Oscar Piastri wins the race. But... <laughs> because, well, yeah, that, that would is, be funny. That would be a brutal way to... Uh, I think he's going to be a bit sore, personally. Of course he would be. So, yeah. And the fact he's going to miss out on FP1 as well. So, you know. Mm. Okay. But still, you definitely finish P4. And then I'm going to say Gasly beats Ocon. Yeah, I think... I'm with you with Gasly. I think he has enough margin. If we think this is going to be a normal weekend, so to speak, uh, conventional track can be difficult to overtake. Gasly's Where there's gonna... probably only maximum of four points available anyway. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Considering if you've got McLaren, Aston, Red Bulls, and Mercs, and Ferraris in there, it's going to be a bit of an ask. 
yeah if, you, get, if uh, we think it's a yeah. typical race weekend then yeah but Gasly has been qualifying quite well recently so there's, there's yeah, that yeah. so I back him to do that yeah I think Norris will come through I think just because I think he's going to finish a bit higher than some of the others it I, don't think I, think, I think it's a bit of an injustice that Alonso is probably going to finish sixth. I know. I, I think that's where it's going. I'm going to go Norris fourth, Sainz fifth. Alonso sixth, but very close to the clerk. Yeah, I think so too. Unless Leclerc wins the race, I think he's, it's going to be difficult for him to finish in fourth. But yeah, I th- it's going to be rough. I do agree because what Sainz has taken, what, three podiums or yeah. so? Let me double check that. Uh, and Alonso's taken, what, eight? Yeah, eight this season. Uh, Seven in one, the first eight races. Oh, no, just two podiums for science in races this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. Consistent, I guess. Yeah, he has been. Uh, well, I think it's less so that and more so that Aston just plummeted at a point in the season. Yeah. But, and like, obviously, the, the Norris had the start of his season with McLaren and Leclerc's had the bad luck and Hamilton's had a good season there in third, so... A bunch of mitigating circumstances that probably, in the end, actually evens out between everything, between the poor it form does. of science, the poor form of Aston Martin, the form of Norris to start a season, the look of Leclerc. Probably is the one that shafts him the most, I would say, in because he's a little bit further away. But yeah, yeah, should be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, but I will say Norris will win ahead of Verstappen, and I think Perez, although Leclerc will hand out the uh, last round at the podium there. Uh, Piastri, Max, Norris. Okay. <laughs> Going bold. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see Piastri because, like, it was a nice... It was a... Like, you know, it's kind of equal footing. It was equal footing that... It was a track that everyone was new at, whereas the tracks that have been at in the flyaways, Piastri hasn't been to. Yeah. So kind of even there in that sense. Yeah, and Piastri is very good here in Abu Dhabi, in F2. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going on that basis. So, good form for that. But yeah, um, anything else to add before we uh, wrap up? Um, I, I'm going to chuck a little MotoGP thing here. Oh yeah, you know how um, Mark Marquez is going to basically the AlphaTauri of uh, yes MotoGP world. Well, that said, AlphaTauri of the MotoGP world has just won the Qatar Grand Prix. So. Oh, the exact, wow. the exact bike he's going to is just just want to race. Boats well, a guitar, guitar. So he just, it's just yeah. The season. Just, is I just this, found it funny. Is the season over yet for them, or one more, one more, one more. As well. triple header, triple header to finish the season. Wow, yeah, intense. Where do they finish? I couldn't tell you. I probably want to say somewhere in Spain. It's normally somewhere in Spain. Oof. Do Duracell uh, sponsor any MotoGP teams? I don't think they do. Because, you know, battery and... Ha ha ha. Oh dear, well... Um, I'm just looking now. Uh, piss off cookies. Hey man, never say no to a good cookie. Yeah. Am I going blind? I'm, I'm literally loosening I don't want the 2024 calendar. I want the 2023 <laughs> calendar. Oh. Valencia. Oh, okay. Valencia. Yeah. Okay. Not the Valencia we're all thinking of in F1. In no. An actual proper track. <laughs> <laughs> proper track. 
so yeah, uh, yeah, everything. Yeah, it's all the seasons ending here, and but this time next week, yeah, it's it's done. It's, done. Yeah, it is finished for another year. But yeah, yeah, I'm, same about GP actually. Yeah, yeah, next week, oh, that's it. But until then, uh, thanks very much for listening to the Switchback Formula One podcast. I've been Graham. I have been the Sphere. Because you know what, I have enjoyed the the Sphere with yeah. all two trillion pixels of it, whatever it is. Yeah, sign me up for more Sphere content always. And uh, yeah. we shall see you next week. <laughs>